Welcome to the SX Scotland series of podcasts titled Bottoms Up, Alcohol, Sex and Me. Bottoms Up is a project that began in 2019. It provides a creative platform for gay, bisexual and all men who have sex with men who have had challenging experiences with alcohol during their life. The platform provides a space for stories, poems and creative writing to be published on our website, performed at open mic nights and read as podcasts. We begin our series of podcasts with a reading of Gary Mack's The Lost Years, a powerful examination of the years he lost to alcohol. Funny, thought-provoking and emotional, Gary's personal account is a must-listen. Gary's story is kindly narrated by David Mahoney. Music is taken from the album The Space Between by Medbo Erickson Halley. The Lost Years by Gary Mack I'm a fountain of cum in the shape of a man. I'm deliriously horny and starved of emotional connection. I'm 19 years old and I'm terrified. I've got social anxiety. Chronic, generalised anxiety actually, but that manifests itself as profound social anxiety in situations that require proximity to other human beings, kinda like this one. My anxiety controls me so much at times that I can barely tolerate myself. When I was younger, I thought that chronic meant really bad. Then I got older and realised it actually means lasts a really long time. It's all about time. Back then, I had no words for anxiety, no way to describe this fear inside me, just a howling void at my heart, a black hole annihilator that demanded filling, but which left me too scared to do anything about it. I had a remedy, though, a cure, which I'd used for so long it might as well have been the cause. My medicine was alcohol. I'd been drinking since I was about 13. I grew up in Glasgow in a working-class family, surrounded by an extended group of people with a lot of familial pain and trauma. I watched the so-called adults around me blot out their pain by getting pished. I didn't realise this at the time, obviously. I just thought that drink made you happy and sad and angry by turns and watched family members argue and fight with each other, and I thought it was the alcohol that made them this way. I was too young to realise that the alcohol was only allowing them to drop their masks, to manifest their real feelings in an entirely unreconstructed and unhelpful way. Having been around alcohol my whole childhood, it was hardly a surprise that as soon as I was able to, I got drunk and then did it again, and again, and again. During this period of early adolescence, I began to realise I was gay. I didn't want to be, didn't ask for it. For one, there was shame that all those bullies at school and in my neighbourhood who'd wielded gay as a slur against me were actually right. For another, I'd seen what adults thought of gay folk. I'd heard it all through my childhood. So, 
Having learned unknowingly from the adults around me, I transmuted my fear and shame through alcohol. Quickly, getting drunk at the weekends with my pals in the park became a form of escapism, which carried me all the way through my adolescence and into my mid-twenties. This was the mid-90s, so by the time I came out at 16, with my two best pals at school, but not out at school, you understand, we were right in the middle of the emergence of homosexuality as an accepted capitalistic demographic. We were on TV. We had a burgeoning scene of pubs and clubs we could escape to, a world where we could ostensibly be ourselves. But we were actually running away from ourselves. On one hand, we had the constant stream of homophobia, criticisms and stereotypes. On the other, we were peddled capitalist identities that, yes, still stereotyped us, told us where to go, what to do, how to dress, what to listen to, who to fuck. What was left if we rejected both? Mostly, we were scared to find out. So we poured out the drink and poured ourselves into the latter, trying to escape the hurt of the former. Sex and alcohol were inextricably linked from the start. I engaged in promiscuous sexual activity from the age of 16. I'd love to say I was a Casanova, a Lothario, a peerless lover setting sail on a vast ocean of experience, but I wasn't. I was a drunk, horny teenager who often couldn't even get it up. Most of my encounters were drunken debacles, and the rest were emotionally painful. I was so full of shame and Catholic guilt that I could never enjoy myself. An inevitable catch-22, petrified by shame and anxiety so that I couldn't chat up guys sober. I'd get wasted and have bad sex. A vicious cycle. The worst of it was, I wasn't the only one. Everywhere I looked, my pals and peers were doing the same. We were a generation of kids who grew surrounded by familial and social homophobia, talked about openly in the press as perverts. What does it do to a child's brain to have to hear that and contend with the fact that, God help him, this might be what he is? And then, on a dime, the world turned. Whip speed social change ushered in a new dawn for the tolerated homosexual. But we carried the scars of those previous accusations and condemnations with us in our hearts. Internally homophobic, shame-laden teenagers hearing the world around us say, It's so great that everything's changed for you now. So great that it's acceptable to be gay. A million backs being self-patted, the progressive left. Was it acceptable now? That's not how it felt to us. To us, it felt like we were living out every stereotype, every fear we heard growing up. Dispossessed, feckless, promiscuous. So we hammered the drink and that led inevitably to drugs. 
everything became more glorious, more profound, more dramatic and more dangerous. All those behaviours carried risk. I gambled with my life every time I went out partying, got so wasted I didn't know my ass from his elbow. Too wasted to protect myself sexually, physically, spiritually, ontologically. I don't know how I survived those lost years, to be honest. I saw many of my peers fall to addiction, to suicide. Saw them grapple with HIV or become hopelessly disconnected. Fall out of the world into full-on alcoholism and long-term unemployment. But truthfully, most of us just grew up in a fashion. We reckoned with our drinking in the long run, cut back, managed it. Because that's what we do. We manage. I still have a problem with drink, and the problem is I love it. I can find it hard to stop once I start. So now I just don't do it as much. I allow myself a few times a year to get blitzed and almost always regret it. Abstinence and age do a number on your hangovers. But it's useful because it reminds me why I don't do it the rest of the time. Blackouts and the fear are enough to put me off for a while. But what's left? I've still got social anxiety. I've negotiated a better understanding of this over the years. I take medication every day. I've undergone therapy and I know myself better now. But I still go to events where I don't talk to anyone I don't already know. I realise that sometimes I must come off as aloof or standoffish because of how well I front. When I confided in my pal of 13 years that I had anxiety and depression, she was confused and shocked. 13 years I'd hidden it, even from her. People think of me as confident, so when I hold back and don't talk to people, I must register sometimes as cold or detached when really inside I'm a writhing mess of panic. Trust me when I say you won't ever really know how I'm feeling by looking at me, but I'm probably preaching to the converted here. Many of us front try our best to be resilient. I've also gained a better understanding of my sexuality. I can now say that I am a queer, gay, demisexual man and own that and no longer berate myself for not enjoying casual, anonymous hookups. I've worked out that what I want from sex is intimacy, emotional connection. I found ways to mitigate that when I'm on the apps, wading through large quantities of men who don't necessarily understand or respect the boundaries outlined in my profile, taking my sweet time with those who do. I'm still terrible at love. I've chosen badly and stuck with it far too long, chosen well and left because the grass looked greener elsewhere. I've fallen madly, badly, in unrequited love several times with men who it turns out weren't there to fix me, to fill me up, to stop up the black hole at my heart. I felt bitter at that and learned to get better about that too. I've learned that love 
isn't really what I think it is at all. I've realised that monogamy is one of their ideas, and not necessarily one of ours. We get to write the rules for ourselves, and fuck being put in a box. Now I subsist on a diet of weed and coffee in equal measures, a counterintuitive combination that actually balances out well and makes me both creative and productive. I wouldn't be standing here reading this without them, and you know what? Fuck it. It's okay to admit that without any stimulants at all, the world will be just too difficult for you. But while I've mapped all this out better, sometimes I feel like I'm left with a life that's completely mitigated and managed, so that all that's left is virtual terrain, all coping mechanisms. I think that's what modern adult life is, for so many of us. I miss spontaneity a lot, but without alcohol, spontaneity is terrifying. I'll tell you what I really miss. I miss parties, clubbing, lost weekends, but I don't do them anymore because I find them so tempting. I'm a control freak, basically, the opposite of the absolute chaotic mess of my younger self. And maybe that's the problem. We need to interrogate why so many of us need alcohol in our lives. We need to work out ways of loving ourselves and each other without it. Sure, we can cut back or stop, but maybe we need to be more honest with each other about what fills the vacuum when it's gone. Because without the drink to hide our flaws, the alcoholic masquerade, we can find ourselves in dangerous terrain, burdened with the poor mental health that the alcohol both hid and exacerbated. I suppose all of that's why so much of my work these days deals with trauma, mental health, interrogation of the past, reparative reading and writing and, yeah, talking. As gay men, we're part of a very young social group. Some of us here are from the very first generation that came out into a world of legislative rights. But because we're so young, we need to have these conversations with each other tell each other how we really feel to maybe sometimes stop fronting and acting like we're super resilient. To admit that, yeah, growing up gay was actually fucking hard and that everything right now isn't super normal, groovy and tolerant. That sometimes, because of what we've been through, we can barely tolerate ourselves You have been listening to The Lost Years by Gary Mack. The podcast was narrated by David Mahoney. David can be contacted through Infinity Artist Management. The music was taken with permission from The Space Between by Medbo Erickson Halley. For further information, please visit haftermedbo.com. This podcast was brought to you by SX Scotland, part of Waverley Care. Please visit our website at s-x.scot or our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram for news of our work and forthcoming podcasts. Thank you for listening. Music